This exercise uh, is designed to encourage you to find something new in this lesson this morning. That's my goal, all right? So if you turn your attention to the screens real quick, I'm going to put a slide up there. And your job, I'm going to give you a few seconds. Your job is going to be to count the number of Fs, all right? The number of Fs. Letter F, right? Count the number of Fs. Here we go. I'm just going to give you, look at you guys are like glued to this. I love this. I love my power when I teach. It's just so fun. Cliff fills this every week, doesn't he? That's just awesome. Here we go. Count them. Count them silently. Ten seconds. Five seconds. Four. Three. Two. One. All right. How many did you get? Six. We got three? Six. six. Okay. How many? How many got three? How many got five? Okay, now look at it again and look at the word of. <laughs> Is that not good? <laughs> Isn't that funny? I love that. All right. Because inevitably somebody will get it. All right. And other people's account will go like, how did I miss that? It's like. The letters, I know my letters, right? Don't you know your letters, right? That's, that's the point of this lesson this morning. <laughs> that gets our attention, doesn't it? All right, so this morning, I'm going to have you to look for the Fs in this lesson, all right? Not to give me an F, all right? Let's don't do that. Don't tell, right? Look for the Fs. Look for something you haven't found. This morning, we're actually going to talk about the concept of forgiving others. And uh, just in case that just seems like something random, maybe, that I uh, pulled out that I would teach on this morning. I'll let you know that I presented this a little bit already this week on Monday. I teach in our life care ministry, and I'm teaching our Divorce Care One class. And, uh, you know, this is a class, I would call this a triage class, where people are coming in who are in the midst of challenging divorces and struggles and challenges. And I actually had a lady who walked in the class for the first time, just been filed on a divorce, right? And as you can imagine... The concept of forgiving others is a pretty rare topic in her heart, wasn't it? And I was, so that's why I'm, I'm teaching on it today because, man, it's, uh, I was really careful with that, you know? I was really careful with the concept of forgiving others because it's, it's a complex topic. We're not going to solve it today. I'm just going to tell you right now, all right? Um, but I suspect in a class this size, I'm going to tuck this in back here because it is driving me nuts. I suspect in a class this size, there are currently some people in here who might be in the midst of a challenge themselves, some type of relationship-type challenge. And uh, the concept of forgiving others, like in my Monday night class, might be a little raw. And so I found this material on forgiving really helpful to me. And I hope you do, too. I, uh, I really do. It, we all can learn to forgive a little better, can't we? I mean, if, if you've got it all figured out, please stand up. We'd like to applaud you, all right, and forgive you. And so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, and let me give you my disclaimer, too, all right? What's Cliff's disclaimer when he starts teaching? Thoughts and opinions, thoughts and opinions of the speaker are what? Not. N- not necessarily the thoughts and opinions of what? 
You guys are listening, man. Did you, Cliff, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, it's recorded here today, right? So here's Chris's, uh, here's Chris's disclaimer. The thoughts and opinions are not necessarily the, oh, the, the thoughts and opinions of the speaker today are not necessarily the actions of the speaker today. How about that one, all right? <laughs> That's my disclaimer. That's how that works, right? So here's what I'm going to do. This is what I did Monday, and I, and I thought it really helped a lot, is I'm going to start off with the concept of when do you forgive? Right? That's a, you know, when, is it, when is it time to forgive somebody else? All right? Because I think if we address that first, then we can kind of open our mind as to when, uh, to other, other options of forgiveness. So let's just talk about the concept of when. And I have a very deliberate answer for you. Okay. So um, when do you forgive? And here's my as educated answer as I can give you. I don't know. Thank you. See you next week. All right. I don't know. The word I'm going to give you or the acronym I'm going to give you is ASAP. All right. Now, there are two definitions of the word ASAP. I'm going to talk to you about the first one. Okay. ASAP is as soon as possible. Right. Um, the reason I say that in. in I. Notice that word, sometimes we mean, we mean that to me immediate, don't we? As soon as immediate is what we really say. But it's as soon as possible. On Monday nights, I'm dealing with people that are in a real struggle. Maybe somebody in here is in a real struggle right now. And I think sometimes maybe we encumber people to forgive before it's actually, they're ready to forgive, before they can even understand it. I'll give me an example. I have a friend who's coaching a lady who was abused by a family member for several years. That abuse has just recently stopped. She might just need a little bit of time. I mean, if I don't understand why I'm forgiving, maybe, maybe I just need to slow down just a little bit. And I think sometimes we encumber people that way. Hey, you know, and we mean it in, in good words. You just need to forgive that person, right? I'm going to say as soon as possible. As soon as you can, Right? Now, for the rest of us, there's another one. Uh, there's another definition of ASAP. As soon as pigs fly, right? <laughs> Anybody else got, we got any pig flying people watching for those pigs out there? <laughs> searching for those pigs. So, you know, we're searching those skies for those pigs so that I can forgive because, you know, if those crazy pigs would just start flying, I could get on with forgiving, Right? Since I haven't seen those flying pigs, I guess it's not time to do that. It's not, not time to forgive. Uh, send, those, send those pigs, Lord. That's, that's what I think about on that. Send those pigs. I, I kind of think maybe that the apostles were looking for those pigs at times. Uh, let me show you what I mean by that, okay? I, th I think they really struggled with this concept of forgiveness. Look at this verse in Luke chapter 17 and verse 4. So far, my screen is working correctly, all right? Luke chapter 17, verse 4. You know, I, I tell, uh, everybody always looks for the papers because when Cliff teaches, you get a paper, right? And so uh, I'm more of a digital teacher, which is another way of saying I just didn't do a paper, okay? So, uh, that, you know, I'm a digital teacher. That's a, isn't that a great excuse? I think I'll stay with that one, all right? Luke chapter 17. Jesus is teaching on forgiveness here. And he says, 
And if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times saying, I repent, what? Forgive him. All right, now this is when Jesus is talking about forgiveness. What is the next thing that the disciples say? Increase our faith. Isn't that interesting? Increase our faith. I think that increase our faith is Greek for uh, uh, the pigs, right? <laughs> when pigs fly, right? Increase our faith is a word for, uh, for when pigs fly. Actually, here's the interesting part about this that I learned, is that this is the only time that the disciples ever ask Jesus to increase their faith. And when it's talking about what? Forgiveness. This is a tough topic, isn't it? It's a tough subject for us to understand. And notice, notice what it says. It's not, like there's, it's not like they're in a group sitting down saying, yeah, okay, Jesus, increase our faith. According to the grammar in this, what are, what are they saying? What's the punctuation after the end of that? They're screaming out. Why are they screaming out? This is hard to do, right? Because I think maybe forgiveness is a faith issue. It's a faith issue. They're screaming out because forgiveness is a faith issue. The hardest, darkest time in my life. I was given some advice on forgiveness that now seems so incredibly obvious, but at the time, it was so exacting for me. It helped me so much. My best, oldest friend, I've known him since I was four years old. His name's Jay Parks, right? We've been best friends since we were four years old. And... Uh, Seeing the struggle that I was in in the midst of my life, uh, he, seeing how that had just engulfed me. You ever been that way when you've been harmed? You just can get engulfed in it and you're ready to forgive, but you just can't see it? He saw that in me. And he, he says, he, you know, he, he, he instructed me. And that's the right way to say this. And we're going to look at that in just a second. But he instructed me. He didn't ask me. He didn't suggest to me. This is the kind of friend who comes up to me and he, he, he instructed in me because he saw the pain and he saw the struggle that I was going through. And he told me this. He said, Chris, he says, I can see that you're struggling. I can see that you're actually stuck. And here's the two-pronged advice he gave me. So simple. Forgive and go out and live the best life possible. Think about that. Forgive. We're going to talk about what that means in just a in a minute, okay? And this is going to build towards the definition of the word, because why what I want you to know. Forgive and go out and live the best life possible. Because what do we have a tendency to do in forgiveness many times? We forgive, don't we? Then what do we do? Then we sit down with it again, right? Have <laughs> I ever done that? Oh, I forgive you, all right? All right? I, I found the pigs, all right? I'm going to forgive you. But then I'm going to sit down in it and I'm going to think about it. And that was not his advice. And it's actually more scriptural than, than what, well, it's just scriptural. I'll leave it at that. All right? Forgive and go out and live the best life you can. I, I, I truly think about this advice. Maybe because it just struck me so much. when I Because I mean, it's kind of obvious if you think about it. Deep down, think about it. That's the best way to forget. Forgive and then go out and live the best life you can. I'm going to tell you that I think that forgiveness is sometimes an obligation 
but it is always an opportunity. That's going to roll through the rest of the lesson here. You might keep that in your head. Think, think that through a little bit. It's sometimes an obligation. It's always an opportunity. Uh, why do we have so much struggle with that? Why do we have so much struggle with the concept of forgiveness? Somebody throw something out on that. Self-absorbed. Self-absorbed. No. Sorry. I have to deal with myself for a moment. Okay. All right. Self-absorbed, right? Pain. Self-abs. That means absorbed. Okay. All right. Pain. What else? Anger. Huh? Betrayal. That's a tough word, isn't it? Because it hurts. Pride. Oh, yeah. I didn't put that one down. Thank you. Probably not writing that big enough from the back, am I? Sorry. What other words can you come up with? Rejection. Yes. There's a lot of this. And there's a lot of things that go along, a lot of emotions and concerns that get in, and things you just get inside us, and they, and they just they, they kind of get us stuck, don't they? Any others? Sorry, say one, one more time. Life-changing. Wow. That's a good one. Ooh, now you're just preaching. Okay, who did that? <laughs> All right. Justified. So, ooh. Maybe appropriately so. Self-protection. Fear. Yeah. I knew if we started opening this up, this would, yes. That's the concept of stuck. You're right. That's a good word. That's maybe a better word. My vision. Ah. Uh, forget. We're going to get to that a little bit. Okay, we're going to get that in a minute. I'm glad you said that one. Yes? Denial. Denial. The river, right? No, just a different word. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to be here. <laughs> I think it's accountability. It's accountability. It's like if you forgive them, then they're, not, they're no longer being held accountable. The accountability issue of it, right? The release of accountability, maybe, right? It's a good one. Victim mentality. I'm going to have to start writing on a wall. Here we go. <laughs> All right? Mentality. What else you got? No. We don't. No. We don't. Okay. I'll write it, but I don't want to. <laughs> I looked up this word. I looked up the concept of forgiveness uh, and the history of it a little bit. It was kind of interesting. I actually went to the International Standard uh, Bible Encyclopedia, ISBE. Would Cliff be proud of me or what? All right, so I went, I did what he taught us to do, all right? When I looked up the history of forgiveness, I noticed one thing. Some things never change. Here's a few things that I noticed. Forgiveness in the pagan world was not a virtue. That's interesting, isn't it? And we kind of look at it as a virtue today. But in the pagan world, forgiveness was not a virtue. Matter of fact, a man might choose 
to disregard an offense, but only if he thought it wasn't worth noticing. Um, in the Old Testament, man's forgiveness of his fellow man is rarely mentioned. And when it does occur, it's about somebody else being in a position of subservancy. All right? Different concept. The Psalms, if you read that, they kind of, kind of show us that uh, the forgiveness of enemies was not esteemed by the nation of Israel themselves. So this is kind of our history of this word, right? And, and, so, and then all of a sudden, here walks in the door, walks Jesus. And what does he say? You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That's the words of Jesus. No wonder the first thing out of the mouths of the apostles when Jesus instructs on forgiveness is increase our faith. It's the only time they ever ask for that. I think that's really interesting, right? You hear the obligation in their voice, maybe, in their, in, in their, in their request? There's just some obligation. They struggle with it. You know, it's funny to me when I, when I read about that and I, and I think about the apostles. If you ever wonder if the Bible's applicable to us today, Read the struggles of what the people are dealing with in the Bible stories. It's not anything changed on that, right? Truly, some things never change. All right, here's a question. Was, was, uh, was forgiveness important to Jesus? Duh. <laughs> kind of why it came, wasn't it? I was just asking to see if y'all were listening, really, on that one. So, uh, but look, look here. How important? Let's, let's look at this. Just a couple of examples of this. I think it's interesting. We're going to drive toward the definition of this word in a second. Look at the rest of this conversation in Luke chapter 17. Jesus says, and this is Luke chapter 17, verse 1. It's, on, it's not on the screen. <laughs> We're looking at pigs. How'd that happen? Flying pigs. Oh, I know what this is. Hold on. Let me just get rid of this. No flying pigs. There we go. Now I can bring it up. That's what was supposed to be on the screen, all right? Here's Jesus' words. He said to his disciples, it is inevitable that stumbling blocks come, but woe to him through whom they come. Ooh. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than he would cause one of these little ones to stumble. Now, you got to go to one of the other uh, gospels to understand you know, the little ones. You know, I went back. He's actually, Jesus, if you look in the book, of, I think it's John, He's describing that Jesus has brought in at this time a young child and he's set him before him. And he's talking. And he says, it's better if a millstone had been hung around your neck than if uh, than you would cause one of these little ones to stumble. What's the next words in verse three? Be on your guard. In reference to what? Forgiveness. Yeah. And look what he says. Be on guard. If your brother sins, what? Does that mean talk about him behind his back? Because <laughs> that's what I'm good at, right? I go tell somebody else what somebody else has done. No, rebuke and go to him. That's a little different than what I'm learning, all right? Rebuke him, and, re and, uh, and if he repents, forgive him. And I'm not going to get into the issue today. It's a whole nother lesson, okay, about the concept of what's required for forgiveness. Again, that's the obligation and the opportunities there. But what I want you to see is what Jesus says and what's the exclamation point of be on your guard. It's powerful, isn't it? 
Hey, don't be the reason somebody stumbles, but be on your guard because if they if somebody does stumble, forgive them. How do we do that? Forgive them. Let's look over here to Matthew chapter 6. This is interesting to me. Now, I want to set this up, the context, so you can see, because I, I thought this was interesting uh, when, when I read through this. Notice what Jesus, this is the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is preaching. He says, beware of practicing righteousness before men, all right? And, and then he talks about in the verse 2, when you give to the poor, don't sound like a trumpet. And when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. He's given life lessons right here, right? But when you pray, go into the inner room and close the door, is what he says. And then he says, here's how you pray. Okay, now watch what happens down afterwards. He goes back in verse 16. After the prayer, he goes back to saying life lessons, right? Hey, when you fast, don't put on a gloomy face. So now let's go back up into the middle of the prayer. What did he say? Say it with me. Pray this way. Our Father, say it with me, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy... I love that we know this, all right? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And you got to say that with a smile on your face, don't you? What's the part on forgiveness in this? What verse? 12. And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Now, what I want you to catch about this, remember, Jesus is in context is telling you, hey, don't go, you know, praying on the corner, blah, blah, blah. How you take care of people, be quiet about it. And then, hey, when you fast, don't have gloomy face in the middle. Here's how you pray. Look at what the only part he describes and teaches on in the prayer. And lead us not, uh, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. In verse 16, he goes back to talking about the life. But what does he do in verse 14 and 15? He teaches on the concept of forgiveness. It's the only part of the Lord's Prayer that Jesus explains is on forgiveness. I thought that was really interesting. Right. Now, this is one that I was talking to Cliff just a little bit about this. And uh, we were talking about it, and I caught this. I thought, man, this is really interesting. Right? Now, boy, let me, before I get into this one, don't ever see me pointing at you. This is, this is for me. Right? You guys just get to go along for the ride. Okay? I, I, I'm never about tearing anybody down. I don't ever want to do that, okay? Because this one might seem like it a little bit because, but look at this, all right? What do you think is the key word in verse 12? Think about it for a second. What is the key word in verse 12? What was that? Now read it. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. What's, what are we saying there when we pray that? Hey, God, forgive me the way I'm forgiving others. Yeah, I think that's interesting. There's, there's some obligation and some opportunity in that, isn't there? I have no idea where I'm at in my notes. So there it is, as, okay? Hey, can I give you a couple of real quick... Um, 
perspectives, and these are crisp perspectives, simple crisp perspectives on, on what I do with forgiveness. Because you know what? I kind of have both sides of this. There are times I can't wait. I, I'm the kind of guy, I want the problem gone. So the, I'm, I'm usually pretty quick to forgive, right? Because if there's a problem between my wife and I, uh, especially with her, you know, I love her. She means more to me. So if we have a problem, I want to get it out. I want to stomp on the problem, right? I want to kill it. I want to bury it, wrap it up, you know, put a rock over the ground, right? Then I want to get the rock back up, dig it back up, bury it, stomp on it, kill it again, make sure it's dead, right? Then bury it again, right? That's kind of it. I'm ready to get over this thing. I don't want there to be problems, right? Sometimes that's not the best solution, is it? Sometimes I need to take a little bit more time to think about forgiveness and how I'm forgiving others. And am I really forgiving? Because that's what I've caught myself doing. I've caught myself saying, I forgive you. But then, did I really do that? As I'm sitting there thinking about it and stewing, right? Um, here's what I do. Uh, look, at, look at Ephesians chapter 6. And this is just me. Take it or leave it. I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. <clears throat> think about the armor of God passage with the filter of forgiveness in your head. See if it doesn't help. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Maybe we say when you forgive, right? Put on the full, and that word full, remember, is the word panoplio, means every bit of it, okay? Uh, the armor of God's not a onesie, right? Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm, against the schemes of the devil. Isn't that interesting when you consider the concept of forgiveness? Here's the part that grabs my attention a lot. For our struggle is not against... I gotta be careful there, right? There are people doing bad things for bad reasons. But if I think in my mind, this is the way I put it, this is Chris talking. I still think there's something at work in, the, in that person. And that helps me, Right? It helps me to understand that my enemy in the midst of even forgiveness is not flesh and blood. It's the bigger power. It's the other things, the powers, the world forces, all the things that we've talked about before. That's one thing. I, I try to look at it from that perspective. And sometimes that helps me. Again, the, the actions of the speaker are not ne or the, the words of the speaker are not necessarily the actions of the speaker every time. But the other thing I, I, I try to do is I look at this. Remember, I pull this straight out of the anger management deal. We've talked about this in here before. I'm going to do it really quick, all right? The A plus B equals C concept. And it helps me with forgiveness because A is the event. Actually, I have a slide on this. I put it up there. Let's just use it. Oh, forget it. We'll just get back to it later, all right? <laughs> I'm so scared to touch that, you know? It just bothers me. A is the event. B is what I think, right? And C is my response. So this is the event. This is what I think about the event, and this is my response, whether I forgive or not. And in anger management, this works really well. So what I have to think about is the event, or, or, or contemplate the event, and then when I really think about this, have I really been damaged? And let me give you a good example of this one. This one's, it's kind of a funny one, but it works for me. You ever been driving down the road, and, and somebody pulls out in front of you, and, and you just... Kind of show them, have you ever shown them your teeth? I know you do that, right? You growl a little bit, right? And then I forgive them. Oh I, oh, I need to forgive them. They're probably just having a bad day. And then I stop back and I go, no, wait a minute. This person just changed lanes, okay? I.e., they pulled in front of me. I didn't put on my brake. I didn't have to worry. They were so far, nothing happened to me, right? But 
because we're in traffic, for some odd reason, I'm just looking to get irritated to somebody, right? Somebody changes his lane, it's like, <laughs> you know? Oh, I forgive you. I'm the one that needs forgiveness. My heart, right? Not them. They just change lanes. They're, they're trying to exit and go to McDonald's, right? I know you never go there, but that's all right. So that's, it's what, that's, so here's the thing. The event of somebody changing the lanes can't make me angry. It's what I think about it, isn't it? It's what I think about that elicits my, my response. And I'm so good to forgive them when they do that. So if you change lanes in front of me, I promise you I'll forgive you, all right? After I growl. It's kind of funny. All right. So let's get to this next part. Oh, I can't wait to do this part. Oh, we're going to run out of time. I really got to hurry. Yes, ma'am. No, we're not going to talk about the OUOSU game and forgiveness. We're not doing that. But thank you for offering it to destroy my class. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what is forgiveness? I hope this works so well. Okay. I'm going to take this down. I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to play just the beginning of John Ortberg's book, Soul Winning. If you've ever seen this, think about what you're about to watch in terms of forgiveness. Got to hurry. Please play. Resume. Yes. There once was a town high in the Alps that straddled the banks of a beautiful stream. The stream was fed by springs that were as old as the earth and as deep as the sea. The water was clear like crystal. Children laughed and played beside it. Swans and geese swam on it. You could see the rocks and the sand and the rainbow trout that swarmed at the bottom of the stream. High in the hills, Far beyond anybody's sight lived an old man who served as kind of keeper of the stream. He had been hired so long ago that now no one could remember a time when he wasn't there. He would travel from one spring to another in the hills, removing branches or fallen leaves or debris that might pollute the water. But his work was unseen. One year, the town council decided they had better things to do with their money. Nobody supervised the old man anyhow. They had roads to repair and taxes to collect services to offer, and giving money to an unseen stream cleaner had become a luxury they could no longer afford. So the old man left his post. High in the mountains, the springs went untended. Twigs and branches and worse muddied the liquid flow. Mud and silt compacted the creek bed. Farm waste turned parts of the creek into stagnant bogs. For a time, nobody in the village noticed. But after a while, the water was not the same. It began to look brackish. The swans flew away to live somewhere else. It no longer had that crisp scent that drew children to play by it. Some in the town began to grow ill. Everybody noticed the loss of sparkling beauty that used to flow between the banks of the stream that fed the town. You see, the life of the village depended on the stream, and the life of the stream depended on the keeper. So the city council reconvened, the money was found, the old man was rehired. After yet another time, the springs were clean, the stream was pure, and children played again on its banks. And illness was replaced by health. The swans came home. The village came back to life. The life of the village depends on the health of the stream. The stream is your soul.
and you are the keeper. Isn't that good? All right. What's the stream? My soul, right? Who's the stream keeper? We are, right? What happened to the stream when the stream keeper wasn't working? Stagnant, right? So maybe what, as we address the concept of what forgiveness is, maybe we think about the stream. And maybe what forgiveness is for us is the ability to take that trash, that limb. Imagine taking that out of the water and disposing it. Maybe that's what this is. This is John Ortberg's book, Soul Keeping. If you've not seen this DVD or read this book, I would recommend it. (laughs) It's a good one. My small small group I'm leading is looking at it right now. Forgiveness, let's look at the, the, the grammar of it. It's what part of speech is it? To forgive is an action. Sometimes I wonder if we think it's a feeling. Forgiveness is a feeling. Feeling's a noun. This word in, in the original language, the way it was intended for the original reader is an action. For, forgiving others is something you do before you feel. Maybe. Maybe forgiving is something you do before you feel. Courage is a lot like that. You ever notice that? You don't feel courage until you have actually done something that scares you. All right? Uh, I am going to move back over here. You, you're not considered courageous until you have been something through something that really scares you, right? How many of you remember this? First time you jumped off high dive. Remember that? I wish we had time that I could show you the Mr. Bean video of him on the high dive. Anybody seen that? Oh, that's a funny one. If you can watch that without smiling, there's something wrong with you. Okay, I'm just saying, all right? So, uh, but we forgive you. Yeah, so uh, I remember being on that dive. I remember the first time you do that, it's just until you move, it's just, man, it's just so scary, isn't it? And maybe forgiveness is a lot like that. Maybe forgiving others Like courage, it's not something you feel until you have done something you're just not sure about. Maybe that's the concept of forgiveness that we're being taught in here. But my favorite, favorite, favorite lesson that I'm gathering out of this material today is what the word actually means in the original language, okay? The word is on the screen, uh, and I'm not great with the words, but we're going to leave it anyway. I'm going to put it right here, okay? A family, something like that. We're going to go with that one. You don't know because unless you can, some of you do actually. Just let me just be quiet, okay? So <laughs> check out what this word means. What I was going to do, eh, I think I'll try. Still scares me, okay? I'm becoming courageous with our computer system. Forgive. Look at the word and look where it comes from. From the word oppo right here means away from. Hemi means send. What does forgive mean? Send away from. That might be different than what you have in your head sometimes, especially when we're stuck, right? Send away from. Look how this word, I think I can pull it up quickly. Maybe, maybe not. Look how this word is used 
forgive. I'm going to go here. This is Blue Letter Bible. Let me pull it up real quick. Look how this word is used in other places. Uh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. There it is. And then we're going to finish up here pretty quick. Forgive, there it is. Look how this word, I love this on Blue Letter Bible because you can go down here and see how the word is used in other parts of the scripture at the bottom of the definition. Look how this word is used more commonly. There it is. What is, what is the word? Immediately they left. It's about leaving. Jesus isn't saying, tell the other person that what they have done is okay, right? Jesus isn't saying that what harmed you doesn't matter. The word means to send away or to leave. Maybe, and I want to read this, maybe when we forgive others, we leave the incident and we go to another place. The incident is still there, but our, for our own good, we're not. We have left. We have moved. Cliff actually mentioned to me, we were talking about this a little bit, um, the word study in this and the reason why I use this picture, which I've just got to go back to, okay, is the concept of the archer releasing the arrow, right? The moment he releases it, that's a family. I had to look at the screen to make sure I knew what the word was again, right? Release. So when, when he releases that arrow, what happens? It's gone. Right? It's moved. Right? It's moved someplace else. And here's the cool part. The more the time goes, passes, the further it gets. Right? It's still present, just somewhere else. I think that's beautiful. Knowing what this word actually means helps me and the opportunity and the obligation that is surrounding forgiving others. It just helps me. It helps me understand that it's an action before, it's something I do before I feel all those things that we've just talked about today. But I've been talking a whole, the whole time on the concept of obligation. And I'm going to close today with a video. It's not very long, and it sums up. And I want, can we turn off the lights here in just a second? But this is the concept of the opportunity of forgiveness. This video is a lesson on its own right. Yes, before we move to the lesson. Yeah. Yeah. It's a timing issue. ASAP. As soon as possible or as soon as pigs fly, you decide, right? This is the opportunity of forgiveness. Watch it, and then we'll be done. Tonight, with one of the most potent powers on earth, it can change lives in an instant. Everyone has it. It's the power to forgive. Watch it now in action in Steve Hartman's Assignment America. Thank you, Lord. In a small apartment building in North Minneapolis, a 59-year-old teacher's aide sings praise to God for no seemingly apparent reason. Indeed, if anyone was to have issues with the Lord, it would be Mary Johnson. For all you've done for me. He never had a chance. In February 1993, Mary's son, Loramian Bird, was shot to death during an argument at a party. He was 20 and Mary's only child. My son was gone. The killer was a 16-year-old kid named O'Shea Israel. I wanted justice. He was an animal. 
He deserved to be caged. And he was. Tried as an adult and sentenced to 25 and a half years, O'Shea served 17 before being recently released. He now lives back in the old neighborhood, close to Mary. This close. He lives next door. Next door. How a convicted murderer ended up living a door jam away from his victim's mother is a story not of horrible misfortune, as you might expect, but of remarkable mercy. A few years ago, Mary asked if she could meet O'Shea here at Minnesota's Stillwater State Prison. As a devout Christian, she felt compelled to see if there was some way, if somehow, she could forgive her son's killer. What'd she say to you? I believe the first thing she said was, look, you don't know me, I don't know you, let's just start with right now. And I was befuddled myself. O'Shea says they met regularly after that. When he got out, she introduced him to her landlord, who, with Mary's blessing, invited O'Shea to move into the building. Today, they don't just live close, they are close. Clearly, Mary was able to forgive. Unforgiveness is like cancer. It will eat you from the inside out. It's not about that other person. Me forgiving him does not diminish what he's done. Yes, he murdered my son, but the forgiveness is for me. It's for me. For O'Shea, it hasn't been that easy. I haven't totally forgiven myself yet. I'm learning how to forgive myself, and I'm still growing towards, you know, trying to forgive myself and what it is I've done. To that end, O'Shea is now busy proving himself to himself. He works at a recycling plant by day and goes to college by night. He says he's determined to pay back Mary's clemency by contributing to society. In fact, he's already working on it, singing the praises of God and forgiveness at prisons, churches, to large audiences everywhere. Forgiveness is a powerful thing. Which explains why Mary can sing her praise of thanks to her audience so of one. Steve Hartman, CBS yes, News, Minneapolis. All you've done for me. Beautiful, isn't it? Go grab the light. Forgive others as soon as possible. Don't wait for pigs to fly. Because forgiving others doesn't mean it's okay, just that it's somewhere else. What if next week you considered how forgiving others might just open a door for you? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this concept of forgiveness. If there is one thing that we can be thankful for in this room, each and every person, is that you forgive us. Lord, simply our prayer today, will you teach us how to forgive the way you forgive, the way that you just love and how you send away the problem when you forgive us. We pray this in the powerful name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.